There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Here's a new rambling episode. And if you'd like to have your own rambling conversations uh, to practice your English, then why not check out italki, the sponsor of this podcast. With italki, you can have rambling conversations or you can have English lessons from native speakers and qualified teachers. It's all done through Skype, so it's a very convenient way to get some English practice into your uh, daily life, weekly life, whatever you choose. And don't forget that italki are offering all of you a free lesson when you buy some talking time. And to get that offer, you can go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, folks. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. Here's a new episode for you. And uh, the plan in this one is just to ramble. Got no real idea of what I'm going to talk about. I've got, I've got a few little announcements and things to to do. But other than that, just talking. Just, uh, just going to do a bit of talking here on the podcast, rambling my way through. Uh, none of this is written down. So I'm just sitting here feeling cold. It's very cold. I have to talk about the weather first, of course. It's feeling very cold. It's sort of, is it winter yet? I don't know if it's technically winter, but it feels like it. I've started to wear the the Uniqlo um, very light but warm jacket on the inside of my coat now. You know the one I mean? You know that one you can buy from Uniqlo? Um, and it's sort of like, um, it's a bit like a rain coat, but it's padded with um, with down, with feathers. I think it's duck or goose feathers, maybe. It's filled with this with these feathers, and so it's got this kind of padded quality to it. The outside is a bit shiny. It's very light. It's probably waterproof. It's one of those things, the Uniqlo jacket things. So I've been wearing that underneath my normal coat, which is the step that I usually have to take when it's become cold enough to be considered winter. So that's my yardstick for, for winter. Am I wearing that Uniqlo thing? I'm sure that those Uniqlo jackets are available all around the world, aren't they? I would imagine so. Uh, they're very good, very effective, aren't they? Um, absolutely. They're so light and they fit underneath other garments, which is kind of a, a plus point for me. Uh, so anyway, I've been going out in that and it's very cold and I'm upstairs um, in the Skypod where I normally record episodes of this podcast and uh, feeling very chilly. The sky is blue, the sun is shining, but it's uh, it's cold. I don't, I don't think it's even that cold. It's not like approaching zero. It's not freezing or anything. It's just sort of a little bit colder than it has been recently. Some of you out there will be probably sort of having to deal with massively sub-zero temperatures at this point. Some of you are dealing with, you know, very high temperatures. It's probably very hot. Um, I'm just sort of in the middle ground here, but I'm on the cold side, up in the sky pod uh, where it tends to be colder. And um, so we've we've been getting our flat uh, sorted out, uh, obviously because of the arrival of our child, which is on the way. Thank you very much if you have written to me with lovely messages of congratulation. I've had some really nice comments and messages from people um, saying congratulations and also sort of giving me lots of encouragement. I've had people saying that they think I'll be a good dad and um, it's going to be an amazing experience, but it's difficult. You don't sleep and things like that. So thank you very much if you have sent me a message like that. It's very nice. Um, every person I meet now who finds out that um, I'm going to be a father has to talk to me all about it. And they tell me often I'm getting tons of advice and everyone keeps going on about it. 
So um, it's just a few weeks away now. We're in the drop zone, as uh, Andy Johnson said on the podcast uh, not long ago. We're we're now in the drop zone, so it could happen at any moment. But the baby hasn't arrived yet. We've been getting the flat ready. And also, we've just been sort of trying to enjoy life um, before the kid arrives. I mean, enjoy sort of normal life before everything sort of changes a bit. So, um, you know, that that even just means having a, a, a lie-in as well in the morning. So people keep saying, oh, get make sure you get loads of sleep. So we've been kind of getting into bed really early and having a lie-in and just doing so much sleeping. Um, but we both expect not to do any sleeping now for forever, basically. That's it. Sleep is now over. No more sleep, probably. So we're trying to make the most of it. Uh, while we still can um but it's it's cool i'm looking forward to it it's going to be amazing and thank you again for your messages um now then now right so episode 500 is coming up isn't it i think this one is probably episode 490 something 496 497 something like that uh but episode 500 is coming up very soon it's just in a few episodes time and so um i've been wondering what to do I was thinking, what shall I do with episode 500? And uh, lots of ideas going around. But one of the things I wanted to do was to play a sort of montage of uh, messages from my listeners. Because, first of all, I'm chuffed to bits. That means I'm very pleased. I'm chuffed. C-H-U-F-F-E-D. Chuffed. I'm chuffed to bits that uh, I've managed to get to 500. I mean, you know, it's only a number. It's like sort of a birthday or something. It's only a number. It doesn't really mean that much. But still, 500 episodes is... I'm quite pleased just in an... Just to do 500 of anything is is good, I would say. I mean, you would celebrate doing 500 of, of anything because 500 is quite a high number. I mean, just, you know, think of a thing that you've done and have you done it 500 times. Like, for example... If you've ever screwed up a ball of, uh, screwed up a piece of paper into a ball, and then sitting in your chair, thrown it across the room into a bin, and have it land in the bin, you know that sort of you throw it across and in it goes. That if you if you do that five hundred times, I'm not saying that it's equivalent in sort of skill or anything. Um, maybe even just if you're standing right in front of the bin. And the bin's there, and you screw up the paper, and you just chuck it in like that from standing in front of it. That would count. So five. have you ever done 500 of them? Um, I'm wondering if there are other things that I might have done 500 of. Um, I can't... I mean, it's what I'm saying is it's quite a difficult number to reach, even in good things, like, um, like making a, a paper aeroplane that actually flies and doesn't just fly onto the floor immediately. I don't know, just pick a thing and doing 500 of that thing is quite um, an achievement. So naturally, I'm pleased. Um, I also think that it's a lot of it is down to the fact that I've got such a lovely audience who enjoy the stuff that I produce. And so I wouldn't have got to 500 if I hadn't had so, sort of lots of encouraging messages and um, downloads and things like that. So um, thank you to you as well for sort of allowing the podcast to get up to 500 episodes. Now, this montage this montage of messages from listeners. So what I'd like you to do is please send me a short message, a short voice message. I'm saying maximum 30 seconds, okay, just because I want to try and do a montage of lots of different voices. And if it's quick, then it'll be good. You know, quick snippets from different people. And I think if I get some, you know, put them together, it'll sound quite good. So maximum 30 seconds. You can send me your voice message to luketeacher at hotmail.com. And yes, I'm still using Hotmail. luketeacher at hotmail.com. 30 seconds of you just talking. Now, you can say whatever you want but I definitely want you to say your name and where you're from, okay? So your name, where you're from, and then just something else of your choice. For example, you could say, thanks for the podcasts. You could say if they've been useful. You could say how you like to learn English. You could mention uh, your favorite episode or where you usually listen, or if you've got a question for me or a question for the audience. Whatever you want to say, your name, 
uh, where you're from, and then just whatever you want to say. And in the end, I'll have this montage of all your messages, and I'll play it, hopefully, in episode 500, if I get enough. I mean... You know, that's if I actually get any. God knows. I mean, you're all ninjas, aren't you, the people who listen to this podcast? They're all just international ninjas. Um, international ninjas of, of destiny. That would be the name of the movie that you would be in. The International Ninjas of Destiny. Um, and your destiny is to just stay hidden at, at all times. Um, whether they're, whether they're on buses or planes or simply walking down the street, they are the international ninjas of destiny. That's it. So I know that you're an international ninja of destiny or an IND, as, um, we might start calling you. I know that you're an IND, but on this one, okay, I want you to, I want you to go rogue on this one, okay? I'd like you to kind of um, break the rule book on this one and come out of the shadows just this once and send me, a, send me a voice message. I don't mind what it is, really. As long as you say your name and where you're from, you could just sing a song for the rest of the thing if you want to. It doesn't even have to be 30 minutes. You could do less if you prefer. Um, and literally anything. I don't mind. Don't worry about mistakes. We don't mind. We don't care about that. Uh, this time it's just a celebration of achieving 500 episodes of this podcast as you've gathered all right it's a celebration not a competition this time um no winners and losers and stuff everyone's a winner this time because it's a celebration uh of the of the podcast itself so do send me your voice messages luke teacher at hotmail.com that's where you're going to send your stuff all right cool um, now, next thing, transcript collaboration. I just wanted to give a shout out to all of those people who are members of the Orion transcript team. And there are now over 250 episodes transcribed by Lepsters in the Orion team. They're 95% correct and finished. And you can check them out in the folder, which is marked finished transcripts on the transcripts page on my website. Is that too complicated? That might be too complicated. Imagine you've listened to an episode of the podcast and you think, does that episode have a transcript? How are you going to find out? You go to the website, teacherluke.co.uk. While you're typing that in, in your mind, you're already starting to feel grateful to the members of the Orion team, the good, good people of the Orion team who've put together these transcripts. So that's already in your mind. Oh, well done, guys. Really good job. Let's find them. Tickety-tack, tickety-tack. Luke, uh, teacherluke.co.uk. Click on transcripts. And then you need to do, uh, yeah, transcripts, transcript collaboration, and then finish transcripts. And you'll get into a Google document with loads of transcripts of the podcast. Um, okay, so I just wanted to say thanks very much to the members of the Orion team. But also, I wanted to say to all of you International Ninjas of Destiny out there that uh, the transcripts are available for you to check out. They're, they're about 95% complete. I mean, some of the words the team didn't recognise and so they would leave a gap. So in a sense, what you've got there is your own kind of gap-fill exercise just waiting for you to go go ahead and do. You could just head over to the transcripts uh, folder on the website and have a look and listen to an episode and see if you can fill in any blanks that you find. It could be a good way to contribute. Um, don't forget, if you'd like to join the team, the Orion team, please follow the, the guidelines which you'll find on the transcript page on the website. There are just a few little rules, house rules, for how to engage in, in the Orion team stuff. Remember, if you'd like to transcribe episodes of the podcast, you don't have to transcribe the entire episode. What we do, or what the team does, is divide episodes into three-minute sections, and then you put your name next to that three-minute section. And then all you need to do is just transcribe those three minutes of the podcast. And because it's a team effort, what happens ultimately is that the whole thing gets filled up three-minute block by three-minute block until the whole thing is done. Any words that they can't identify, they just put a gap in, in the place. 
And so that's where you could come in. You can either read and listen at the same time and just, you know, enjoy seeing the words as they're coming out of my mouth. And also you can sort of test yourself and contribute to the project by seeing if you, seeing if you can fill those, those gaps that you might find. Okay, then. Cool. Uh, another thing I haven't mentioned for quite a long time is uh, Lepster meetups. Uh, remember, these are groups of uh, Lepsters who've decided to uh, reject the lifestyle of the in- International Ninjas of Destiny and have gone for a much more public uh, approach with their uh, lep- le- lepism, I suppose so, um, and they've decided to start meeting up in groups in places like anti-cafes, as we've discovered in the past, and pubs and things like that. And in fact, um, I haven't mentioned this for a while just because for the last, oh, it's probably since I came back from holiday. So for for the last couple of months, uh, I've been sort of ahead of myself with the podcast. Do you know what that means? I've been a bit ahead of myself. So I've been producing lots of content um, to the point where I've got a pipeline of episodes Okay, so I'm producing the episodes and I've got a pipeline, as it were, sort of just an image. And I've got like, I've had too many episodes in the pipeline. So at any given time, I couldn't just do a rambling episode of what's going on right now, because there are at least, you know, two or three episodes that need to go out first. So everything I was doing was ending up being delayed by, you know, a few weeks. So it didn't make it possible for me to uh, promote the Lepster meetups. But you should know that they're still ongoing. Uh, most of the time, these things happen in Moscow, St. Petersburg, also in, in Tokyo. And they've happened in various other places, Prague as well, and a, and a few other spots, London. Um, so um, let's see. Uh, what you should do, basically, as I'm doing right now, is on Facebook... You can first of all search for, if you're in St. Petersburg, you can search for SPB Lepster's Conversational Club and you can see that they've been getting together. There's photos of them uh, and the places where they've been uh, hanging out. And in fact, um, I, I got a message, or oh, will I be able to find it now? I'm not sure I'll be able to find it now, but I got a message from one of the organisers of these meetups and they get together in this incredible place. It looks like some sort of Russian palace. It's amazing. I don't know quite how it works, but it's an absolutely majestic looking location. And that's where they get together and basically talk and chat in English and make friends with each other. And they've been socialising like that for a while. I'm looking at one now. Uh, from the 27th of November, so just the other day, and it said, Guys, great news. We had three expats from Germany, Finland, and Spain yesterday, all of them with perfect English, and thanks to the rest of you for coming. See you next Sunday. And there's a picture there with like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, about 15 people. Um, and it looks like they had a fantastic time in this amazing place, uh, regularly getting together. And let's see, when do they actually do this? I think it's, I think we, I think they get together Sunday evenings. So anyway, you should check out SPB Lepster's Conversational Club. And I need to find out, find out where the, uh, the Moscow Lepsters uh, are at on Facebook. Let's see if I can uh, discover something there. Okay, so on Facebook in Moscow, it's Conversational English for Free, Moscow LEP Club. Okay, Conversational English for Free, Moscow LEP Club. And their next event is actually on the 1st of December. So that's Friday. And uh, that's going to happen at 7.30. And it's, it says, Friday, pub, English, Guinness. Bang. Brilliant. Uh, you don't need more in, in the title of an event, do you? Friday, pub, English, Guinness. Um, and so they're going to get together on Friday, drink Guinness in a pub and speak English. And maybe after they've had lots of Guinness, they will somehow speak um, American English or I don't know. Anyway, so the 1st of December and I don't know where that's happened. Oh, a Boston Party pub in Moscow. Anyway, check out Conversational English. If you can, if you can actually say it and type it, check out Conversational English for free Moscow LEP club all right also there there are ones for tokyo and stuff check out facebook basically for lep uh club or something like that in your area and if you'd like to set one up then um what you should do is organize a time and a place to do it 
and then set up a Facebook event. So set it up in a few weeks and then send me the details and then I will try my best to do some sort of announcement or I'll put it on my Facebook page or something and then you will hopefully get together with uh, some local Lepsters in the area. And um, I heard from the Moscow Club that they're all, they've become like proper friends. Wow, I just smacked the microphone. Did you hear that? They've become proper friends now. And they hang out and socialize with each other and stuff. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, wonderful thing. So uh, if you'd like to, you know, organize one, just let me know. And I'll sort of hopefully let the audience know too. Okie dokie. So that's that. Um, What else? What else can I ramble on about here? Well, of course, I'm getting very excited for, um, you know, December in, in just a couple of weeks. Around sort of the middle of December, obviously, something very important is going to happen in my life. Um, and I'm talking, um, of course, about uh, the new Star Wars film. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. Of course, you know, the birth of my daughter is also uh, deeply significant. I understand that, of course. Um, but um, I've been starting to think that I'm a Jedi, okay? I've started to actually believe that I'm a Jedi because of lots of reasons. First of all, my name is Luke, okay? Uh, secondly, I was born in 1977, the same year as Star Wars, uh, so I think that qualifies me as a Jedi. If you're still not convinced, then um, you should know that I, I live in France, right? And I was born on a Thursday. And the French word for Thursday looks a bit like the word Jedi. So I think that we can conclude from that that uh, I'm definitely a Jedi. Um, yeah. And also, if you're still not convinced, then the uh, as we know, my daughter is due to be born on pretty much the same day as the new Star Wars film is being released. So clearly the force is strong in my family. And um, no, I'm just kidding, of course, um, about all this stuff about prioritizing Star Wars over the baby. Of course, I'm joking. Um, it's just a bit of a joke. And uh, my priority, of course, will be to be there when when the baby arrives. Uh, but, you know, I am still excited about uh, the prospect of a new Star Wars film. And also, you know, thinking about um, my daughter as she grows up, I'm just wondering if she will be into Star Wars. Uh, I wonder how that's going to go. And obviously, I will try to introduce her to the things that I think are are, are worth enjoying in the film franchise. I probably will try and make sure she never sees the prequel films. Is that fair? Is that fair to do? I think that she should probably see... I don't know if any of you give a crap about Star Wars at all. In fact, some of you are thinking, oh, really? Star Wars, Luke? As if we weren't getting enough Star Wars on television and every bloody internet advert and every single thing is all about Star Wars now and now you're talking about it too. Well, yes, I'm afraid so. I am a fan and I'm a Jedi, as we've established. So, you know, I feel somehow duty-bound just for my own reasons, just to to go on about it a little bit, okay? So there's going to be about five minutes of Star Wars now, and fine, okay, so just hold on. And anyway, what was I saying? I have no idea. What? I, oh, that's it, introducing my daughter to Star Wars. I think I should probably show her the original films first. And this is true for any of you out there who haven't seen Star Wars. If you were wondering about how to sort of you know, find out about it or how to get into it or which film you should see first, I would say avoid episode one, two and three, basically. Just completely avoid it. That's my personal take. Some people like those films, but I think it's fairly universal, universally accepted that they're pretty rubbish, um, despite the fact that some people like them anyway. So I would avoid them. You don't need to see them. You could start with Star Wars episode four. I think that's probably the one starting with episode four, which is the original sort of 1977 one, and then building up to Return of the Jedi, and then probably the new films. Or what you could do is start with The Force Awakens and um, just start there, you know. And I would probably say with a, a younger audience, that might be the way to do it, that you kind of kick off with that and then let them find out about episodes four, five, and six as a kind of like a prequel trilogy of their own but a good prequel trilogy um so that could be interesting uh so anyway that's 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 it yeah so good if you if you're not interested in star wars then you you you're all right because i'm going to stop talking about it in just about two minutes time so anyway i was wondering what the new star wars film is going to be like i have a feeling it's going to be good 
Um, I think that's just because of some of the bits of footage I've seen and the things I've heard about it, that this guy, uh, Ryan Johnson, Rian Johnson, he is the um, director of the film and he's done good work before, including uh, episodes of, uh, what was it, Breaking Bad. And I thought Breaking Bad was brilliant. I loved it. And uh, I thought some of the moments were really tense and exciting and interesting character development and uh things like that and if he's able to do that with star wars i think it's probably going to be a really good fit the film is apparently about two and a half hours long which is maybe the longest star wars film ever uh, which is fine by me because you know the more the merrier as far as i'm concerned um but it's interesting to try and to just speculate about what's going to happen the trailers seem to suggest that uh kylo ren and um and Ray are going to somehow join forces uh, with the suggestion that maybe Ray is going to turn to the dark side. Maybe it's because she's being sort of somehow force controlled by uh, uh, Snoke. And who is this Snoke guy anyway? Um, so maybe it's because of that. Um, and maybe it's because Luke Skywalker has kind of rejected her and refused to train her because he doesn't believe in the Jedi anymore. I'm not sure. I think there'll probably be some sort of crossover where someone goes good or someone goes bad or maybe a little bit of both. And it might be that Rey and and Kylo Ren end up sort of joining forces and becoming another sort of um, group, you know? So you've got like the, uh, what is it, the Resistance and the First Order. And then maybe Kylo Ren and Rey might end up splitting off and doing something on their own. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out about Rey's backstory. We'll know who she actually is. Um, one thing I'm sort of hoping is that the film doesn't just copy The Empire Strikes Back because that was one of the big criticisms of The Force Awakens. <clears throat> that it just copied uh, Star Wars Episode Four like completely. and It was almost exactly the same film. And it's kind of true, I have to say, that The Force Awakens is very, very derivative of the original Star Wars film with everything, you know, like a droid that comes down with a stolen map in it and um it some guy some character who lives in the desert gets the droid and ends up uh, meeting up with han solo and going off to another planet and learning that they're sensitive with the force and then they destroy the death star at the end and it's there's like an evil bad guy in a black helmet you know it's almost the same thing so i hope they don't do that with this one um but it sort of does look a bit like that because in this one, you've got Ray going to train with Luke, um, train training in the in the Force on this island, in the same way that Luke did with Yoda back in the day when Yoda he was running around with Yoda in his backpack. Maybe we're going to see Ray running around with Luke Skywalker in her backpack. We don't know. I hope so. I don't hope so. Actually, that would be ridiculous. Um, while her friends are off getting into trouble, maybe she's going to have to go and save them, and then she'll, you know, get into get sort of uh, into some situation with. Uh, with the bad guys and it's too you know her training's not finished and she ends up sort of fighting with kylo ren and something happens to her maybe she turns to the dark side you know that's probably what's going to happen something along those lines anyway i'm looking forward to it and i hope that my daughter is into star wars but if she isn't that's fine too i totally understand and don't mind i don't expect everyone to sort of have the same level of interest in that as me so on that note i'll stop talking about star wars now and see if we can move on to something else um well i could continue talking about films couldn't i because you know marvel movies i'll say that i saw thor ragnarok thought it was good that's the end of that i haven't seen the justice league i think it's probably a big pile of pants so i won't be bothering okay good now uh that ends the talk about movies so i was just going to say so how's your english How's your English getting on? What do you think? How's your English doing? Let's just have a little think about the different aspects of your English. So we've got, let's say, you're listening. So if, you, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, then I would imagine that your listening is probably sort of pretty good, right? Um, it's probably a, a fairly strong point. Listening is often actually a weakness, a big weakness for, for people um because actually listening to sort of proper native english speech um is really difficult for learners of english it, i mean it really is especially when it's several people talking and they're just totally natural um uh it's vital that you get to know english in that context in the context of just people sort of talking quickly <coughs> excuse me people talking quickly and not fully enunciating what they're saying You've got to listen to that kind of thing. 
uh, because that's where, you know, the vast majority of English happens in that way. Um, listening to this podcast, I hope that gives you uh, opportunities to practice listening to that sort of stuff. I think there's two, probably about two levels on this podcast. There's the level of me just talking to you um, like this when I'm rambling on my own. There's that level. And then there's levels where I'm talking to someone else. And you're listening to the conversation as if you're just sort of sitting there uh, listening, but not taking part. You see two things. The one where I'm talking to you directly, I imagine that's easier to understand because it's me. Obviously, it's me talking to you. There's only me. So um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of fully responsible for saying everything. It's just one single flow of, of ideas, one person's mind that you have to follow. And it also kind of moves probably slightly less quickly than when two people are there because with two people you skip from subject to subject one person says another thing and you've got to change what you're saying and to fit them whereas when it's one person in just one mind it's probably a, a slightly easier thing to stay tuned into and to follow and also um because i'm talking into a microphone i'm sort of broadcasting my voice it feels like you know i'm sort of presenting this thing to you so i'd imagine that listening to me talking on this is easier than when I'm talking to someone else. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm sort of changing or slowing down or simplifying the way I speak here. It's just that by nature of the situation of talking into a microphone on my own, that you end up talking a bit like this. But I'm certainly not slowing down or anything. I'm trying to speak as naturally and quickly and normally as I as I would. Okay. Um, so anyway, I, I expect that you understand this stuff. But when I'm talking to someone else, that's a bit more difficult. And that's really the kind of native speech that I'm talking about. Um, I think it's really important that you practice that. And that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast, I have to say, is that uh, I get the opportunity to speak to other people on the podcast. And every now and then I think to myself, uh, this, is, this is almost like an excuse for me to just have conversations with people, like the kind of rambling conversations. It's, I have to say, it's so much fun. And I really urge you to try it out as well. And not just in your first language, but in your in, in English, I suppose, if it's your second language. Try and get together with someone who's also uh, speaking English and, and practicing and, and learning and stuff. Get together with that person and just have a good old ramble about whatever is in your heads at that time. You could open the newspaper and chat about stuff that you see there. You could just sort of... Um, even like get a picture dictionary or something and flick through the pages and talk about the things you're seeing there. Really, the sky's the limit. Um, I really recommend it. Um, and so doing it is great. But also listening to it, I think, is important for your English. But yeah, I was saying that uh, doing the podcast gives me an excuse to kind of arrange these conversations with people and get I get to ask people questions and stuff. It's uh, It's really good fun. Um, and um, on that subject, uh, I, I'm always thinking about who I could invite onto the podcast and who, who I get the opportunity to talk to on this podcast. And every now and then people come through town, you see, people come through town like comedians or other other sort of celebrities of some kind come through town occasionally and I end up crossing paths with them. Um, and, you know, that's people like Ian Moore. Um, who was on this podcast a couple of years ago. He's a professional stand-up comedian in the UK. He's often on BBC radio and he's on the TV and stuff like that. Uh, I I uh, sort of bumped into him at a comedy gig and we got talking and I invited him onto the podcast. And, oh, who else have I had? I mean, David Crystal, I invited him. And anyway, other, other people uh, come through town every now and then. And um, so... Eddie Izzard is coming to Paris uh, in just a few days. He'll be here in December. Eddie Izzard is a, is a stand-up comedian from the UK who is like really famous there. He started out really in the 90s and became massively famous in the late 90s for his stand-up stuff. And he had this kind of very loose kind of style where it, it seemed to be very rambly, and there were lots of ad-libs. He would kind of go off on different tangents. Some of them are a little bit ridiculous at times. And um, there were lots of Star Wars references. And he would talk about history and things. And um, so uh, I was a huge fan of his then. 
And since then, he's gone on to do lots of other things, like other di- different types of comedy and acting, some politics and things like that. And also, he's a learner of languages. That's one of the interesting things about Eddie, that he, he learns, you know, he's very uh, interested in learning languages. And French is maybe the, the main language that he's learning, as well as German, and I understand Arabic and uh, some other languages too. And um, so what he does is he, he comes to France sometimes and he does these shows in French. And often the show at the beginning of the run is not completely uh, sort of fixed or written. And by the end of the run, he's written this show and, um, and it's all in French. And he kind of like, you know, practices his French while he's doing it. And he's been doing this for years. And I wanted, I really want to get Eddie on the podcast because he is like uh, the ideal person to come on this podcast for a few reasons. First of all, the language learning thing, obviously. Um, Secondly, the fact that he's a comedian and I'm a comedian and I like to talk about comedy and I'm sure that he'd have interesting things to say about that in various ways. Uh, thirdly, Eddie is a runner and he loves running and he's he's incredible because he runs marathons, okay? He doesn't just run one. He runs something like 50 mar- marathons in a row. Seriously. he's He's done this for charity several times where he's run like loads of marathons, one every day for something in the region of a month. Honestly, absolutely crazy. Can you imagine that? One marathon a day for about 50 days. I think it was something like 50 marathons in 52 days. That's what he did uh, for charity. So (laughs) absolutely incredible. Um, how How can anyone actually do that? It's unbelievable. I'd love to ask him about that. So anyway, I know that lots of listeners to this podcast run. You like running. And I've done a podcast, I did one with Andy about running um, a few months ago. So anyway, Eddie also runs. What what else? Um, Politics as well. He's interested in politics and he's anti-Brexit. He's got, you know, passionate things to say um, about that. And, you know, you know, on this podcast that I talk about politics sometimes. It's been a while. I haven't talked to my dad about that for, for a while, mainly because, you know, we're just sort of trying to avoid the subject a little bit at the moment. It's a bit depressing for us. And also because not that many things have happened. Instead, Brexit is kind of grinding through this negotiation. And uh, it's just the same same old thing, really, that all the people who disagree with Brexit are up in arms and we're all, uh, you know, disappointed and shocked by what's happening. And the Conservative Party government is a bit of a mess. You know, there's lots of infighting. Some people are saying Theresa May should quit and, uh, you know, people are jostling for position. Uh, You know, we're trying to see who would take over if she left and stuff like that. And uh, their position on Brexit is very bad as far as I can tell. So Eddie also was someone who uh, said that we should stay in the European Union. And, you know, he's very vocal and articulate on that subject as well. So I could ask him about that. And... I mean, loads of things. He's just a, a great person who's, who, who kind of has built his career on a kind of rambling style. And so I'd love to have him on the podcast, basically. So anyway, I have, I have as they say, reached out to him. Uh, I've tried to get in touch with him through the only person that I know. I only know one person who, who actually... Oh, no, I think actually I know two people who are in touch with him. But anyway, I sent a message through this, this friend of mine who uh, knows Eddie, and so we'll see. But, I mean, me talking about it now on the podcast, this has probably jinxed it, right? I've probably now jinxed it. Do you know what that means, to jinx something? If you jinx something, that's J-I-N-X. If you jinx something, it means you kind of put bad luck on it or you kind of spoil it somehow with bad luck. Uh, Like, for example, talking on the podcast about having Eddie Izzard on the podcast, I've probably jinxed it and it's it's not going to happen now. Um, I mean, I try not to be superstitious, but uh, that one felt pretty obvious. It felt like I jinxed it. But anyway, we'll see. I'll see if I can get him on the podcast. what about upcoming episodes of Luke's English Podcast? Well, I'm st- I've still got episodes in the pipeline. I decided that I would record this one now and publish this one now before the ep- the other episodes I've got in the pipeline, just because I thought it was a blood it was a bloody well about time 
I uh, had a good old ramble and a chat to you and just to catch up with you and see how you're doing. How are you doing? Are you all right? I was talking about English, wasn't I? I was. I, I was. You know what? I was planning to do listening, speaking, reading and writing. I was going to go through each one in part and I ended up uh, going off on a... I got sidetracked about something else. Anyway, I'll come back to it. I was going to tell you about um, recent uh, episodes I've got lined up. So... Uh, upcoming episodes. So I've got one with James coming up, my brother, and um, he, for a while, had been hassling me, sort of, you know, pestering me, hassling me with messages on WhatsApp and and stuff like that. He'd been hassling me to talk to him about one of our favourite films. So James and I, we share a lot of things in common in terms of our taste in music and films and stuff. And one of our favourite films... um, um, is 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 something that James has been wanting us to talk about on the podcast for a while. I've been meaning to talk about this film as well for ages and hadn't got round to it, but then, you know, James pestering me sort of uh, led me to do it. So I talked to him, his friend, and me too, and we talked about this film. I'm not telling you what the film is. You'll have to find out when, um, when the episode comes up. But anyway, that's going to come uh, very soon. But I think it's going to be a slightly difficult one. I expect that will be an advanced level episode. So I look forward to kind of hearing your responses to that. I just think it'll be a difficult one because we're talking about very specific things and it's a, it's a cult film, you know, a film that's, uh, that not everyone really gets. They don't really understand it. And I've seen that learners of English often don't really get this film either. Uh, but we love it so much that I decided I'd kind of take a risk on it and do an episode all about it. I think it's good. I honestly have listened back to the episode. I think it's quite good now. While I was doing it, I was thinking, oh, God, oh, I'm not sure this is going to work. People aren't going to understand what we're talking about. But I did some extra work on it. I did some editing and bits and pieces and put a few clips from the film into the episode too. And um, actually listening back to it now, I think it's good. So I'm, I'm happily putting it out, but um, with the understanding that you might find it a bit difficult. But that's good, as we've said already. You know, you need that kind of practice. Um, so anyway, going back to the English stuff. So we talked about listening. Um, the two different types of listening you might get on this and how listening to me talking to other people is very, very good good practice. Um, and what about speaking? So what about you speaking? I mentioned that a bit before, right? That you need to find a language partner. You need to find someone who is sharing, you know, your your desire to learn languages. You need someone with a similar situation as you um what you could do is just get together and just speak english to each other because even if you're not talking to a native speaker or a teacher or something just just communicating in english with anyone is a good idea because it helps you to develop your voice you know and your ability to just string words together and it's also working the muscles in the mouth and stuff you know that you need to pronounce words and you know you could just get together and have a rambling chat you know uh, uh, for an hour or something. You could even do it on Skype. You could use italki, as I've said to you before. You know, I mean, why not? It's a, it's a, actually a very good service and you could have your conversations or English lessons at home on Skype and you could use my offer, couldn't you? Teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. I mean, I talk about that sometimes at the beginning as a promo um, you know, it's just a promo. But at the same time, you know, it's not a bad option. You could try that or just get together with a friend who's also learning English or get together with uh, speaking groups like conversation clubs in your area. Or even if you're just on your own, it might be a good idea to do some sort of speaking if you can. Uh, it sounds a bit weird, but you could talk to yourself, which is better than nothing. Uh, definitely better than nothing. Because if you just sit there and you never produce English, then it means you're going to lose that sort of skill of being able to produce and speak English. You need to keep practicing. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? So um, even if you're on your own, you might need to just do some speaking. You could do some muttering. That's when you're muttering under your breath. So you could just be sort of muttering like this under your breath and just kind of mutter. It's not really whispering. Just muttering under your breath like this and people might not necessarily hear what you're saying. I don't know. If you're in a public place, it might be a bit weird to be muttering or speaking. But if you're at home in private, why not just chat to yourself while you're cooking? 
Okay, let's add a bit of salt here. And we'll just, you know, just stir that up like that. That's cooking nicely. Uh, I just need to turn the temperature down on that one. Mm, this is going to be delicious. You know, you could. You could do it. Um, writing. Uh, I don't really do a lot on writing on this podcast because sort of by nature, it's a speaking and listening kind of thing with vocab and pronunciation and stuff like that. So I, I rarely talk about writing. Um, I mean, usually, if people are writing, it's probably, I mean, we can work out the purposes. It's probably that you're writing emails or you're writing reports. You might be writing academic stuff, essays and things. Uh, You might also be having to write for an exam of some kind, like a Cambridge exam, like IELTS or FCE, CAE or something. These are probably the situations in which you're having to write. Um, right? I mean, it's emails, reports, you know, letters, maybe CVs and covering letters for, for job interviews and things, or it's um, it's academic stuff or it's exams, right? Um, so, you know, you, first thing you should do is realise that, that you've just got certain types of text that you're going to have to write. And then what you do is you just sort of identify what those types of text are and you try to find models for those texts so if it's an if it's an IELTS writing part two, for example, you find a model from the Cambridge IELTS website uh, with a task, and you could do the task and then compare your version with the model answer, presuming it's a good model answer, and then you you know you keep doing that. If you if you've got model answers, that is really a fantastic way of learning how to do certain types of writing. You kind of copy the structure. You might copy some of the words, but you're changing the topic. You know, um, but essentially you do it in a process. You, you might start with the with the um, um, you might start with the model answer, have a look at it, read it, sort of check it out, see the way it's been constructed and put together. Then you check out the task which the model answer is a response to, and you have a look at the task and you identify the links between the task and the 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 essay, the model essay. Right, you see the links that they've done. Oh, that's where they mentioned that. That's where they mentioned that. That's where they answered that little thing. And you realise that the the answer, the model answer, has fully achieved the task by responding to every single part of the question. Right, and then you can see how they've done it and, and whatever. Then you put the model answer away and you try to write the essay from scratch. Okay, you tr- just think about the question. Think about the things you've been asked to to mention in the in the question. Think about the structure of your essay. You could write a little plan and then write it out. It's not going to be exactly the same as the model answer, but you know that's fine. Then you compare it to the model answer and you see all the bits where you've made a mistake. Now you're not trying to word for word copy what the model answer said. It's not necessarily word for word copy. Okay, you're trying to learn how to develop uh, the structure yourself. You're just using that as a uh, a benchmark. Okay, you're just using that type of thing as a benchmark. So if it's not exactly the same in some places, that's fine as long as what you've written is coherent and 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 so on. Okay, so you can you know if you have a few model answers with tasks, you can uh, do that process and continue doing it, and you you will see that you pick up some some stuff, uh, some some language and some structures and vocabulary and things like that, and you could try doing that with other things too you know, letters, emails, reports. And I would suggest that you just search online for, for for samples of those kinds of things, okay? So that's writing. And the other thing is reading, of course. Yes, reading. So, um, you know, the, it's simple here, really. I just recommend that you do plenty of reading. In fact, you know, you could argue that there is as much need to read as much as you listen, you see? So if you listen to this podcast... Um, I'm probably uploading about an hour every five days or something, maybe six episodes a month. So that's about six or seven, seven hours a month, let's say, of listening to this podcast. Great. Really good. Uh, you could do more. You could probably listen to an audio book or something. Um, on audible.com, um, if I may remind you, uh, that's right. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash teacherluke, you can... Uh, get a get an audiobook free as part of a trial with audible.com it's really cool anyway you could be listening to audiobooks too which is what i do i listen to podcasts when i'm out and about i also listen to audiobooks too from audible so you could do that but anyway so let's say let's round it up to about 10 hours a month of listening now 
what you should try to do too is lots of reading as well. Imagine if you were doing both at the same time. Many of you are, uh, but you could imagine just you've always got a book going in English. You've always got one going. You've got like a little list of books that you're going to get through. And if reading uh, a book for native speakers is like a little bit too much of a challenge, that's fine. That's totally okay. What you should do is try and find a graded book. So graded readers. Um, Check out, um, I don't know, Amazon, where you're from, for graded English readers, uh, maybe by Penguin, Penguin Readers. And um, you'll find books, uh, like lots of great books, classic books, but they've been graded so that they are, you know, a little easier for you to read. And I suggest that you go for the sort of advanced level ones, because at least then it might be difficult. It won't be that difficult because they're still graded to advanced level, but at least then you'll be able to understand it. It's it's shorter than the original work. So you get that satisfaction of, of finishing the book, because ultimately when you're reading, that's that's what you want, isn't it? That's the holy grail to finish the book. That's what you're aiming for. And when you do finally finish the book, oh, it feels good. Oh, it does. You feel amazing when you've finished a book. So it's very satisfying. If you don't finish the book, you feel like some kind of pathetic loser, some ignoramus. Um, But uh, with the graded books, they're much easier to finish. So you'll feel good about yourselves. Also, many of them come with CDs, so you can listen and read at the same time. A lot of them have questions and uh, vocab and stuff in them. So check out graded readers, and they have lots of different ones. Uh, so you could, you know, get through a lot of those. That's good. Try to top up the number of hours a month that you're reading, you know. Just try and somehow get, you know, get lots of words into your face, basically. That's important because, um, you know, you need to... Words exist in a number of different dimensions. Yes, and I'm getting deep now. Words exist in a number of dimensions. First of all, you've got the, the, what the word feels like when you say it. So you've got the, you know, the shape, the muscle memory of that word, okay? Then you've got the, the meaning of the word and all the personal associations that you might have with that word. So if it's a, an adjective, like if it's cold, for example, uh, just a random adjective that I've come up with now. If the word is cold, then you, you know, think of all the associations that you have with the word cold, you know, in terms of temperature or emotion and things like that. So there's the meaning of it. And then there's the way the word looks as well, you know, the the shape of the word, the way it looks, the spelling of it as well. And I think when we use a word, it's like all these three, three things combine together, the feel of it, the shape of it, the look of it, the meaning of it, bam, they all combine in together. So a word exists in a number of different dimensions. And I think you've got to kind of get... Uh, to know these words in all these dimensions you need to know what it looks like and what it's you know what it's spe- how it's spelt how it's exactly produced and what it means and uh, you know that's going to help you i think really get those words stuck into your head um so you know hear the words read the words use the words and then and then you'll actually get them but it, you you do have to do it like that i mean remember i've said it before and i'll say it again don't go through lists of words and just read the words back to yourself there's really no point in doing that you're wasting your time if you've got a list of words in a vocab book maybe with uh, it could be with an English definition or maybe a translation in your language. You've got this list of words and to practice, what you do is you go through your list and you just look at each word and maybe repeat it or something and just try to remember the definitions. Don't do it like that. You need to try and make meaningful utterances with those words. Put those words into sentences. You've got to get creative and start producing your own sentences that include those words you could try just coming up with a random story that will include those words imagine this as an exercise an exercise in english and an exercise in creativity let's say for example you pick five phrasal verbs a day and for for each five phrasal verbs a day you you um you come up with a little story. You could write it as a paragraph or you could just record yourself saying it or whatever. Probably write it down uh, as a paragraph and it's like a little story and you have to just use all of those phrasal verbs in the story. It could work with other words too. Uh, but see if you can do that. Like just tie together a random story. It doesn't even have to make any sense um, and uh, as long as you use the, the phrasal verbs, you see. 
that can be a good way to practice. I've done that with students in class before. Just picked out five phrasal verbs. They just have to make one paragraph of text that includes all of the phrases and then they compare the the little stories they've come up with. It's often very interesting. So anyway, that's an idea. How did I get onto that? That's it. Just knowing a word in all dimensions, using it properly, seeing it written down in context and also hearing it being used. That's how you, you, you know, can properly learn uh, vocab. All right. Yeah, good, 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 good. So that was listening, speaking, uh, writing and reading. Um, just checking in there on your English. Um, so let's see. Oh, another thing I wanted to ask you was in some recent episodes, I've gone through bits of vocab uh, in the second half of the episodes. Like I did that with the conversation with Ben and Andy, the conversation with my mum, the one with Ethan from Real Life English. Um, I, in the second half of each episode, I went through a lot of the language that you heard. What do you think of that? Do you like that? Uh, where do you stand on that? Uh, because obviously what I want to do is continue uh, making the most of episodes of this podcast, you see. So I like to present you with conversations that you can just listen to that hopefully will be interesting or entertaining. Um, I, hopefully I can present that stuff to you too. But often I think it's a very good idea for me to be able to highlight language and just point certain things out like, like oh, that, by the way, that's what this is. That's what this means. You know, little things like that that I think could really make the difference with uh, expanding your English. So sometimes I go through the language that you heard in, in conversations. But I was just wondering, what do you think of that? I haven't heard much in response to that. I, I've had a few messages from people saying that they appreciate it. But generally speaking, I'm curious to know what you think of those things because that does take a bit more time. I mean, I could just always upload conversations, just just stick them out, don't even edit them much, just bang, just have these conversa- conversations and put them out there. Uh, but I think from time to time, it's worthwhile for your English if I take apart the language sometimes and sort of show you, look, look, this is this is what we've been using. This is, this is some of the language that you might have missed. Um, so there you go. Anyway, let me know. Um, some other upcoming episodes. So there's the one about the film with my brother. Uh, also, I'm planning one about my experiences of learning French. Uh, a few years ago, I went to school here in France and I had classes in French with a French teacher and other students in the class. Um, one of the other students at the school was um, Hilary Swank, the movie star. You'll remember if you heard the episode I did uh, recently about uh, how I make episodes of the podcast, that I told that story in that episode, how I'd met this movie star called Hilary Swank. Yes, she was a student at the school too. Not that it was like a particularly swanky school or anything, uh, beside the fact that she was there. I mean, it wasn't a very posh school. Um, it was a good school, but not a super posh one. But anyway, she was there. That was rather good. But anyway, I had an experience of learning French in school, in a classroom, as a student, which was interesting because the shoe was on the other foot, you might say, uh, because I was the student and the teacher was the teacher. It was like that moment in Star Wars where Darth Vader goes, what is it? Last time I was but the learner, now I am the master. And Obi-Wan Kenobi says, only a master of evil, Darth. Of course, you know the scene I'm talking about, but it's flipped round. At first I was the teacher, now I am the student, only a student of English. No, only a student of evil, only a student of French. Um, Something along those lines. So I've got that episode coming up. Also, some poetry on the podcast. Um, I'm I'm planning an episode about the UK's favourite poem which is nice. And that should be a good one because you'll hear uh, this poem being spoken by various people that you might recognise. Um, also, I've got a conversation with a couple of comedians, comedian friends, comedian, comedians. Got a, had a chat with a couple of comedian friends of mine. And so I'll be publishing that soon. And lots of other things, tons of other ideas uh, in the back of my mind and also in Google Documents. Loads of things for me to talk about. So there are plenty of other episodes coming. I sincerely hope that Eddie Izzard is going to agree to be on my podcast, but we don't know. He's kind of a big deal. I mean, Eddie would like to run for office in the UK. He's kind of an an ambitious would-be politician from the UK. So I don't know if he would want to spend his time talking to me, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, I I would have thought so. I mean, this is a respectable podcast, isn't it? I think it is. 
with a respectable audience around the world. The sort of thing that you would imagine Eddie Izzard would be interested in, but we just don't know, do we? We'll see what happens. Um, Okay, I think it's time for me to just wrap things up here uh, on this ramble cast that I've done. Um, What do you mean, Luke? Wrap things up? Well, I just mean sort of just stop, stop doing it. That's what that means. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to wrap things up. It sounds a lot more cool than just stop, doesn't it? Yeah, I think we should uh, wrap things up here at the uh, the end of the episode. Uh, thanks a lot for, for coming along to the, the meeting. Um, you know, glad uh, that we managed to sort everything else. Let's wrap things up now. Instead of just like, okay, let's stop the meeting. Thank you for coming. We're now going to stop the meeting. Um, mm, if only people spoke like that, what would the world be like? It would be sort of somehow a brutal place, wouldn't it? where everyone just said exactly what they wanted to say with no sort of filter of any kind. Like, you know, hello, um, not even like, hello, how are you? Just, hello, I acknowledge your presence by making a standard um, request for information about your well-being. And the other person goes, fine, thanks, you? And, you know, what they really mean is like, I, I, I recognise your... Uh, request for information and i return with a an answer of confirmation and uh, similarly uh, return request for an update a status update on your uh, state of being at this present moment you know what would the world be like if that was um how thing? it would probably be easier because you could just type everything out as like really formal in a really formal way would it be easier i don't know ladies and gents i'm going to leave it on that bombshell question the cliffhanger of would that be better if everyone spoke their minds exactly in a very formal way or would it be of course it would be worse there's no there's no uh cliffhanger ending on that it would obviously be terrible it would be boring can you imagine imagine going i don't know going on a date for example and one person would be like, oh, you know, your eyes look beautiful. The way that the candlelight reflects in them. I just, I, you know, I just wanted to say that I think I love you. And uh, the person, you know, what would, what, what am I even talking about? When, if people had no filter, he would just say, um, you're, uh, I, I'd like to have sex with you. Um, and so I'm expressing that in a, um, in a manner which I imagine would fulfill certain romantic requirements that you have from this kind of social interaction. Uh, and I should also remind you that I will be paying for dinner. I don't know if that makes any difference to the likelihood of sexual congress occurring later on in the evening. But anyway, I just thought that I would lay the groundwork, the foundations, by making compliments as to the physical appearance of your eyes. And also my emotional commitment to you, um, uh, a commitment which I'm expressing in terms of love rather than in terms of lust and desire to actually just have sex with you. Okay, I think we can agree it would be a more difficult and uh, far less enjoyable world if that were the case. And I'm glad that we solved this this mystery here at the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for working with me. I look forward to receiving your messages, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, don't be a ninja. Don't be a member of the International Ninja... What is it? Oh, God, have I forgotten what it is? International Ninja d- d- uh, Division... I actually can't remember what it was. International Ninja Division, International Ninja Brigade, International Ninja Crew, International Team of Ninjas. It sounds like a restaurant now. I'm sorry, it sounds like the International House of Pancakes. International House of Ninjas, that's what I'll call you. I know that you're a member of the International House of Ninjas, okay? But um, the flying dagger, you know, of International Ninja Houses, I know that's what you belong to. But for this occasion, I want you to forego those formalities step out of the shadows leave me a voice message 30 seconds tell me your name and where you come from all right uh obviously if you're a ninja that's going to be difficult but you know just i don't know just i need some sort of thing to recognize who you are so we need we need people so name from and uh something else some other message don't feel any pressure we're all rooting for you we're all there supporting you we've got your back don't worry you can do it Join the celebration 
uh, for 500 episodes of Luke's English Podcast by sending me your contribution. You could be on Luke's English Podcast. Just send your voice messages in up to 30 seconds of you talking absolute shite, if you like. I don't mind if you do that. You could do whatever you want. You could talk in a stupid voice. You could do an impression of someone else. You can do absolutely anything. You could do it without your pants on, if you like. Don't send me a video. Audio messages only. Thank you. Um, So, you know, don't be a member of the International House of Ninjas. Send me your voice messages and join the celebrations. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast, an award-winning podcast from the face of Luke Thompson from England. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.